I want to like get to know the pencil a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, so instead of, instead of like speed, instead of speed dating, I want to like court my pencil a little bit more. Art Supply Posse. It's Kim. Today I'm joined by Alan Trotman, who actually recommended today's guest. Hi, Alan. So good to have you back in the posse. Yeah, really, really good to be back. It's it's good to talk to you. It's uh, you know nice to get off just uh, texting each other. And uh, yeah, I'm yes. looking forward to today's guest because I I find what he do uh, what he does um, help me get through COVID because I think he's got a great outlook on creating things. So. Nice, nice. That's really cool. Well, our guest today, listeners, is Ed Kemp. He is a lover of words and the pages that they appear on. Hi, Ed. Welcome to the Art Supply Posse. Hey. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, great to be here, definitely. So we'll jump right in. We're going to get to the big, deep question first up. Why not? Who is Ed Kemp? (laughs) Good question. I wish I knew the answer to that one. Um, <laughs> I'm a I'm a 40 year old zinester from uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. That's where I've been living for the last 10 years, and uh, I love to make and create zines. Uh, the one that probably got me here on this podcast, like Alan mentioned, uh, I'm glad to hear that it helped you get through the pandemic. There, Alan, uh, it's kind of warms my heart to hear that. I'm, I'm glad that I touched you there. Like, you know, that's, that's what a, a zinester wants to do. But, uh, yeah, I make, a, I make and create zines. I've been doing it for the last 10 years or so. Uh, the one that got me on here was pencil of the week. That's the one that I've been working on most frequently, but as any good zinester, I have, uh, I don't know, like six other projects in the works right now, various <laughs> stages of being, being finished. So, um, yeah, more more to come. There's always something in the works, that's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. over here when it when it comes to making zines. So that's well. I think you said oh, two good. of the the key reasons. I guess I wanted to have you on kind of an art supply show. Is one you're actually creating it and you're sharing it with the world. And um, anybody who's ever bought a paint set and is afraid to use it, I mean, you you really you not only create it for yourself, but you you share it with everybody else, which is a very a uh, hard thing to do, I think. Put it out in the world. That and I wanted to hear an Australian accent and a New Jersey accent at the same time. Just for- <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my this is my first live experience with a New Jersey person, so I've I've been prepared and I'm excited and looking forward to it. <laughs> how, how have you been prepared? Have you been watching like a lot of The Sopranos or yeah, listening of course. to a lot of yeah. brute? Bruce yeah. Springsteen or something? Yeah, Sopranos, I've just gone through, you know, we, I've had, we've we actually got the whole DVD collection. Like, that's how much my husband and I love the Sopranos. So, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the stereotypes about New Jersey are true. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is because if anybody ever comes into our state, you know, they, they land at Newark Airport. And, um, you know, it's surrounded by highways and oil refineries and it looks terrible. It really, really does. But the majority of the state is very beautiful. It's called the Garden State for a reason. We have awesome tomatoes. Like 
the best corn ever. Um, and very, 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 uh, you know, state. And we got, we got the shore. We get to go skiing. It's awesome. Cities. We got everything here. It's a great state. When, when we can uh, travel again, you're really selling me on the place. I really want to come and check it out because it's not what you what your sort of brain goes to, especially after watching The Sopranos. You, you don't think of any of that. So I think maybe this is where I need to travel to first when we can travel again. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law. <laughs> all, all, all that stuff in The Sopranos is true. I mean, <laughs> all, all, all that stuff that you see him driving through in the opening scenes, like that's yeah. all like everybody sees here. That's where I live. I live in Jersey City, which is directly across the water from Manhattan. And uh, mm. so, yeah, it's very urban where I live, but uh, yeah. there's still working farms in the state and it's, yeah, there's nice. some really yeah. lovely places. Yeah. My, nice. my brother-in-law teaches there. Uh, you're famous for a Tom Brown school and it's a natural survival and tracking. A lot of police officers and stuff go there. He's one of the uh, instructors there. So in the central middle part of the state, there's enough woods that they can tra- do, make them track like three days out and stuff. So it, it is nice. strange to oh, think nice. that way, but, but yeah, no, you got to love yeah. it like that. So, so let's get on. Let's let's go back topic. Yeah. Let's do the right thing. <laughs> I feel like I do feel like before New Jersey stop. is always a good topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, pull the topic back to art supplies. Then we better do the, the thing that's in the name of the podcast because listeners might be going, "What are you talking about? This is not a travel podcast. What are you doing?" So. <laughs> Let's I'll bring behave. it back. And I'm curious to know, like, why zines? How did they become your passion? What is it about them that that drew you to them in the first place and keeps you there? Uh, well, I came into zines through like the skate and the punk rock scene, mm-hmm. like in the in the mid '90s, I would say, mid to late '90s, and uh, it just drew me in because it was it was cool that's what I was yeah. into like I wanted to I wanted to read like band interviews and like all kinds of like CD reviews and look at you know skate pictures and stuff like that and for the most part it was accessible and free you would go to a show you would come home with a zine you go to a skate park you might come home with a zine something like that they were always in skate shops things like that and uh I just they were around so much uh in the in the 90s there and I kind of fell out of the, the punk scene a little bit and then graduated more magazines and, and the skate scene. And then uh, I joined a band in right around 2007, I think it was, mm-hmm. and found out that there were no more zines anywhere. Oh. And it kind of it kind of upset me. So I wanted to make a zine and I made like a pretty crappy punk rock cut and paste style fanzine and from there i just wanted to distribute it so i had to find places to go and i found out that lots of other people are still making these things and there's bookstores that sell them i went to a zine fest not far from my house early on and everything about it just drew me in it's a very good community uh very welcoming to just about everybody um pretty much the only thing the zine scene does not endorse is being a jerk Um, so like that's the that's the only rule basically that's like the only thing that they don't accept that's the only person that they don't accept is an unaccepting person so like it's it's awesome like that um and yeah it's just welcoming and it's warm it's friendly it's 
it's cool. And if you're into the written word, like I am, like I always grew up reading and stuff like that, real books. And, um, it's just, it's nice to see it because, uh, I, I haven't translated all that well to read and stuff off a of screen and whatnot. You know, I do it enough at work, but when <laughs> I get home, I want to, I want to turn some pages. I like yeah. that tactile yeah. feel of, of turning a page. Uh, we were talking about that. I spend, you know, 10 hours a day staring at screens. The last thing I do when I get home is want to stare at a screen. That's part of why I make art is it doesn't use a screen or my yeah. art doesn't. Sorry. I shouldn't classify everybody. Digital art is real, but. Well, I think for me, the reason zines are the just so cool is because you, you're not limited to a subject or a topic or like pretty much anything goes. Right. And I think that's, that's one of the best things about it. That, and as you said, it's such such a welcoming. My understanding is it's such a welcoming community. So it's not like perhaps where you sometimes find with one particular art style or art, you know, scene or whatever. Like if you're not doing it this way, then you're not doing it the right way. So you shouldn't be doing it. Whereas that doesn't seem to be a thing that happens in in the zine world, which is pretty damn cool. No, it doesn't really happen in the zine world. I I was part of a zine club. We they meet on on Zoom now, but uh, a couple of months ago, the topic was what's a zine, and there's like really no no answer to that. You know, it's really mm-hmm. whatever you say it is, and yeah, it's it's a great way to get your stuff out, and it's also very accessible. Um, you know, you can you can go into a zine fest for like ten dollars and come out with a bunch of different zines. You go into a zine fest with a zine that you made and trade with a bunch of people. You don't even have to really spend money like that. And zine fests are always free. So the, the accessibility is so, so good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So do you create, like, when you're creating your zines, is it all done? How planned out is it? Do you know what your subject's going to be or your topic's going to be from, from issue to issue? Like, how, how is that for you? Well, Pencil of the Week is an easy one. That one's scripted out already. It's, it's all about pencils. <laughs> now, that one kind of writes itself, and there is no yeah. pun intended on that one. But, yeah. uh, you know, that, that one's easy. Collecting, collecting the data for it is real easy. All I got to do is just go to work and yeah. do my normal job. Um, and I collect a week's worth of data. I come home. I write my review about it. And... Eventually, I collect enough of them and, and make a zine. So that one's really easy. But the the other zines I do, I do a couple other series. One is a recipe zine series called "Now Now the Water's Boiling." Um, <laughs> I, I I do I do one about sports called Jock Straps, and that <laughs> one's that one's cool because I collected a ton of trading cards when when I was a kid through late eighties, early nineties. And I wanted to do something with them, so I made some themed issues like fat guys in baseball and <laughs> yep. the best nick- I have that the one. best nicknames in football. Nice. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one for anybody who knows that that time frame of sports. I the last one I did was all about WWF. It was called wrestling. <laughs> um, but some some of the other one off zines that I've done. I did two zines about a road trip that I took or different two different road trips that I took, one through New England all through the fall 
and the other one uh, was the Punxsutawney PA to see uh, the Groundhog for Groundhog's Day, <laughs> and uh, wrote scenes about that because they were interesting uh, travels. And I plan on any other time I travel, really, I'll probably make a little zine about it because those were fun experiences. And it's cool to be able to to see it like it's like a little travel time capsule right there. Yeah, Um, yeah, cool. You know, you just you just look at it and you're like, oh, word, this is like a great like seven day vacation all just piled into a couple of words, a couple of pages there. You put a couple of photos. You're like, oh, word, it's it's like a scrapbook, basically. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I've done some other like really, really one off zines. Right now I'm working on a a zine about tea. That's going to be a collaboration with somebody else. Um, And I I liked reviewing pencils so much that I just started working on a zine that I'm going to call Ed Review Stuff. And I'm just (laughs) going to review stuff. Nice. Um, like, Like anything like anything I want, like music, movies, TV, sports uniforms. <laughs> uh, There's pack, a lot of bad ones pack, out there now. Packaged, yeah. packaged foods. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love, I love watching sports like almost solely for, for uniforms there. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. There, and there are, there are some bad ones out oh. there, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the need to sell yeah. those fourth and fifth variants. There's no ideas left when they come to those. You know, they're they're always awful. <laughs> yes. So, uh, how did you get over wanting to share them? I mean, can you, th- you think back to when you made your first few, or did it not even occur to you that you might not want the feedback or anything? I'm I'm curious about that because a lot of people, you know, have issues with sharing. You know, sharing what they made. Well, I think I found a nice little work around it because uh, if you notice none of my zines ever have my name on it. Um, no, 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 pen, no pencil of the week ever says Ed Kemp. Um, no, no jock straps ever say it. Like the first zine series I made was La Palabra. I made a dozen of them. Uh, none of them ever had my name on it. Now it's a little different because in those days I was going to a lot of shows and I was handing them out directly to people. Yeah. Um, so I, it was kind of hard to hide behind that. But uh, no, I mean, if if, if I'm going to make a zine, I'm going to distribute it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to spend all the time of, of doing it and and not put it out there. It's so for me, it was it was not even a question. Okay. Um, I'm going to I'm going to make it. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can see why people would, you know, paint. I, I can see why people like people keep poetry to themselves and stuff like that. Like, that's like intimate stuff. I'm out here, you know, reviewing bands and and talking about bad beer and like <laughs> I don't it, no, nothing here is like sacred, you know what I mean? I'm re, I'm reviewing pencils. There's nothing here that uh that I'm afraid to share, but it's it's fun, uh, especially doing the the pencil of the week one because it's handwritten. It's got a different feel to it. I I write more like I talk, and I, I feel like I'm talking directly to the to the readers. I don't know if that comes across, but that's that's how I feel when I'm I'm reviewing a, a pencil. I feel like I'm talking to somebody from the pencil community about it, basically. Well, that's what I love about it. Yeah, yeah. that's how I felt. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Definitely, I felt that. No, you're right. When I uh, read that one um, that you sent me, Alan, I did feel like you were talking directly to me, the reader, which was great. I, I just thought that was fantastic. 
I don't know if it's going to make the experience better or worse actually hearing my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm not going to be able to read it in the same way, having actually literally heard your voice. So I don't know. (laughs) It definitely does change the experience. That's for sure. (laughs) Although actually the more I've heard you and I obviously listened to the erase of one and we've chatted a bit getting up leading up to this, it, 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 it makes me feel like I, you know, I kind of understand where you're coming from. You're trying to find an outlet. You work a normal job, so you need something to do. And um, no, I'd say it's it's you. It's your personality, especially the early ones. Well, I'm glad that that comes uh, across like that because there there is something different. I, I try to be uh, cleaner and stuff. I I notice this when I'm when I'm typing out a zine, and that's. That's why it's so fun to do the pencil of the week one. And I think that's why I want to do the, the review stuff zine because I think it's going to be very similar. And it's just, it's just fun to do. It was especially fun to do during the pandemic because there was like nobody to talk to. So <laughs> I just talked to the paper. I just talked to the paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Yo, this pencil was so good. Don't you agree? Oh, no. Cross that out. <laughs> Actually, the funniest ones are the ones where you couldn't even make it through a week. I just had that uh, happen to me, actually. Um, not a uh, not a regular graphite pencil, but a, a red blue pencil for another project that I'm working on. Oh. I had the I had the I had the cut bait by Wednesday on it. It was sad, <laughs> but oh, no, <laughs> oh no, yeah, you get a full trial. Yeah, some of those are pretty bad. No. For every one of those that's really good, there's two that are bad. I, cu- I coupled it with a very unpleasant graphite pencil this week. A terrible week in pencils for me, to be honest with you. <laughs> so can you preview what the pencil is? I'd rather oh, not. Okay. All right. But I'll just wait. But, I'll wait. you know, so, so you, you're going to you're gonna have to wait a while because I'm really behind on the pencil <laughs> of the weeks. <laughs> That's okay. I'll still read it. I can only write so much. My, my hand starts to hurt, you know, mm. especially, especially so if I'm using them Musgraves. <laughs> Fair enough. And there's probably people out there who actually have, one, never seen a zine, or two, even if they have, haven't put much thought into the making of one. So for those people, for those listeners that actually don't really know what a zine is, can you kind of describe your process of, like, making your zine? What sort of, what what are you doing? Are you just grabbing any old paper you've got? Do you use specific type of paper for each one? Can you sort of share a bit of that? Because there will probably be people that don't know them and certainly not as intimately as, as we do. So what is what is a zine and how do you sort of make your zines? Um, well, anybody listening here will probably be shocked to know that I just use any old crappy copy or paper I could find 99% of the time. There have been some times where I had to use some some fancy paper and a few times that I chose to use some, some fancy paper. But... Uh, there are some people out there who create some beautiful zines on some beautiful paper. But to answer basically like what a zine is, it's really loosely just a, a self-published uh, mini magazine, I guess would be the best way to describe yep. it. And really the topics can be about absolutely anything out there. Um, you know, usually some of the best ones are just kind of a, cut and paste you're just finding stuff and pasting it on there or you're printing it out on your electric typewriter and pasting mm-hmm. it on the page and making photocopies of it but 
there are there are some some works of art out there in mm-hmm. in the zine world from uh, crazy origami type folding pieces of paper and making them into stuff. And I mean, I I've I've seen some really really amazing stuff, right? Beautiful covers and full color. And yeah, I, I'm not I'm not quite there with my zine making, but um, there there is some amazing artwork out there. So in, do, you, in zines. do you decide to go, all right, so this, this particular issue of this particular zine, I'm going to make 30 copies and then that's it when they're all sold out, that's, that we're done, we move on to something else? Or how does that kind of work for you? I've definitely retired some zines over the years. You go back and you read them and you're like, whoa, what the hell was I thinking with this one? Like, <laughs> this is no good whatsoever. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was doing there, but it was not good. Um, so yeah, some of them have had some uh, like a dishonorable discharge that have just been deep, <laughs> deep, deep six there. Um, so, some zines have really just run their course. Uh, their their lifespan wasn't that long. Also, that mm-hmm. that happens with zines. Some zines are absolutely timeless. Like you make a zine. Uh, I I have one called. Uh, well, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on here, but yeah, my you mama can. might. Yeah, you're allowed to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My mama might be listening to this later on, so I don't know if I want to. <laughs> but I, 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 I made a, I made a zine called "I fucking love this album," and yep. uh, it's ten, ten different writers writing about ten different albums that they love, but none of the albums that they wrote about were were topical at the time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like the zine is just kind of timeless, like something like that. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to make copies as long as people will buy them or as long as people will want to read them. Yeah. I'll continue to make those like forever. Um, when I, when I first started making pencil of the week, my goal was one book of stamps. That's what I wanted. I wanted 20 readers. That's what I wanted. And if, if I knew that as many people were going to read it as they do, Man, I I wouldn't have left all those hand elements for me to do every time I got to make them copies. <laughs> a couple of those, yeah. I have, yeah, and you know when I have to make them in in batches, sometimes you know when I when I sell because I I usually have the same amount of each issue, and mm-hmm. I know I'm 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 getting low, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna have to go through all this again, you know, <laughs> go through it all again, whole coloring every pencil on issue one and. But you know, it's it's super it's super fun. To be honest with you, and yes. I I could I could be doing a lot of other things with my time, but most of them won't be as productive as that. So yeah, um, it's a it's a definitely a good way to to spend my time. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as to to get back to actually answering the question, <laughs> as long as people will keep reading them, I keep making the copies. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I know. I know. I feel your pain on that whole hand element thing because I've only I've only produced one a zine, um, which is called "Fuck Anx- Anxiety" uh, because I live with anxiety, and uh, I know many people close to me that have it or have had it or whatever. And it was sort of reading some quotes that uh, you know struck me, kind of inspired me to do it. But I decided this mini zine was going to be handwritten. Uh, these quotes which is okay but you know you do that 10 times and you kind of get sick of it and then I had to embellish it with little 
love hearts or little flowers or whatever. And I think when I first sat down to do it, I was so excited by the concept and the idea. And I think I got into the fourth one and went, what am I doing? I should have just done one and photocopied them. Like, this is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I persevered and I think I did, I think I did like six the first time I sat down. And I think I've done enough, I've done another sort of probably six or eight of that same one but oh boy I was like oh, I think I'm going to have to adjust this next time around because it is more time consuming than I expected <laughs> but <laughs> I just thought doesn't, it, doesn't it feel great handing them out though oh yeah like when well, you when yeah. you finish them I yeah mean, yeah definitely definitely yeah definitely feels great <laughs> yeah when I get done with a stack of zines I look at that I'm like yo I made that that's mm-hmm. awesome like that that wasn't there an hour ago and I just made that. That, yeah, that is really definitely. cool. What I liked, I like the fact that you point out the barrier to entry. I mean, I I think issue one probably had what four dollars worth of pencils and ten pages of copier paper. Five dollars. I think you're I think you're being generous with the numbers of number of papers there. But uh. <laughs> I mean, but it you know one of the things we try and talk about is stuff you can actually try and do yourself. You don't need a three hundred dollars studio. Uh, you definitely don't need that stuff to do zines. No, you could do it on a bare minimum budget, and uh, all all the good zinesters usually got their start stealing some copies from work or, or figuring out some sort of kink, kinko scam or something like that. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to say I matured, but I got I didn't get mature. I got old, and uh, I ended up. I ended up getting tired of scamming zines, so I invested in my own copier, which is like the best investment I've I've ever made. Cool. Um, go all door or do, all during COVID, I made all the zines I wanted. I had my own copy shop. Yeah, but, nice. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't suggest everybody go out and buy a copier. That's not what I'm saying here. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say that, t- that. But it worked for you. Yeah. The toner will get you in the end if you don't do a lot. Yeah, no doubt. I, I go through a lot of toner here, but eh, it's all it's all part of the game. And you know, it z- making zines it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can do it all by hand. And like like Kim did, she needed like eight sheets of paper, and she made a zine. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Like any anybody could do it. Yeah. If yeah. you can if you can do anything, you could basically make a zine. If you could take a photo, if you could draw a picture, if you could write a story, write down anything, you can make a zine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you also, through um, your website, you you also distribute other people's zines. Can you sort of share a little bit about why that's so important to give back to people as well? Like you could be the sort of person, and I guess it's probably not very common in, in the zine world anyway, but you could be the sort of person that's like, no, I'm only focusing on what I do. And I've only got time for myself, but you don't do that. You distribute other people's work. So what, like, why do you do that? And is it, are you actually make, are you printing out, you know, is someone sending you their zine digitally and then you print them off and sell them through your shop? Like what, what's that like for you? Well, you're being very kind in thinking that I was doing this for, for anybody else in the beginning, I really just wanted to be able to table at zine offense and I needed to fill a table. So I, <laughs> I, 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 I called a couple of people that I, I knew, you know, I got their zines and I, I really liked them. 
So I contacted these two zinesters. I bought I bought these zines at a brick and mortar store. They were like legitimate writers to me at the time, and I was just like, "Oh, awesome! I'm going to contact these people." And uh, yeah, they let me carry their zines. So I got a couple other people, and all of a sudden I had a full table. So mm-hmm. it was awesome. But in the process. Yeah, I've I've really come to know a lot of the people whose work that I do distribute, and um, they're really stand-up people, and they make killer zines. So um, I wouldn't really try to associate myself with any anybody who wasn't like that. So um, I, I do like carrying people's zines for the fact that it helps get it out into the world. I mean, these people spend so much time and effort um, putting putting making into these zines. And people should be should be reading them. So mm-hmm. it's it's awesome to be able to roll up to a, a zine event, um, hopefully eventually soon. Um, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll start happening more and more again. But uh, it's so nice to be able to roll up and and have a wide variety of zines about just about everything mm-hmm. um, you could find on my table. Um, so, yeah, that that is the cool part about about table and at events or even just carrying it through through the website and stuff is just more accessibility for people to get to it and it's it's nice i i tend to order from distros because you know they have multiple things so it's like it it makes the shipping make more sense you're like well if i'm getting one zine i mean what how much more how how much more is it going to cost to get like four more zines right you know what i mean like it's the way my order works. Yeah. So you're just like, all right, let me let me get this one from this this writer. Let me get this one from this this person. Like, oh, this one looks like a good photo zine, and that's what that's what a distro has has to offer. And uh, it does it does help me move my own zines too. I found it to be much easier to to break out as a as a distro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it's been really really fun because it. it gets me to conversate with some zinesters and stuff kind of on a different level. And, um, it's, it's afforded me some, some fun stuff over the years being able to, to do that and met some really great people that, uh, I, I really like and became true friends with not just like zine scene friends, like real friends. Well, it sounds like it was all community. Really, you were trying to just build the community some more. I mean, at at its root, when you started, it was really you wanted a table to kind of grow the community. I mean, it's really about the people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you for for pointing it out like that. I felt selfish for all these years. But uh... (laughs) as you say, you all I mean, but no, you all win. Right. I I ordered from three different authors when I ordered from your site. And I love I love the ones I got. That casino one on the site is amazing. I forget the author's name. And Billy, shout shout out to my man, Billy McCall. He was one of the first, he was one of the two zinesters that I reached out to when I started the word distribution. And uh, he's, he's my favorite zinester. He's my real life homie. (laughs) Shout out to him in Albuquerque. Um, So uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Everybody wins because you may not have ever found his website. Or his his Etsy store, and you may not have ever found you know the other the other writers that you found there. So you know it's all collected there, and you're like, "Ooh, this one looks good. Ooh, this one looks good." And then you know, I always, even though I like to sell zines to people, 
if you find something that you like from a writer, I fully endorse you going to find them direct and give them all of your money because um, they deserve it. It's it's fun, rewarding work to make zines, but it's work. Yeah, yeah. it is totally worth it, but it's work. Absolutely, yeah. and I think yeah, I think that's what's definitely one of those things, and it's it's. <laughs> It's similar, I guess, to podcasts. Like I understand the need for content not being paid for, for you know, particularly when people don't have a lot of money, they've lost jobs with with COVID and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like you've 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 spent time creating that zine, and it is it's his work. So why not get paid for it? Like, yeah, it's it's a funny it's a funny old world, the art world and payment and not in payment, and it's probably a subject that we could go on to and talk for hours about again because it's just one of those things. But yeah, I absolutely I don't think as you said, you're making it easier for people. They're on they're on your website grabbing something you've just put out and then they see another three that they like the idea of and well just why not get it all in one hit? It just makes so much more sense. Yeah, I I try to make my zines affordable too. Um I, I do like it, and I try to carry. Really, I try not to carry anything above five dollars. If mm-hmm. it is more than five bucks, there's a special reason why it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm homies with the author, or something like that, or it's an extraordinary zine that's absolutely worth ten dollars or something like that. But normally five dollars. Um, and most distros even have a sliding scale. I've had people contact me and say that they really like stuff and. I probably shouldn't be broadcasting this on a podcast, but I've had people <laughs> contact me and be and be like, I can't pay that. I'm like, well, what what can you pay? You know, like because at the at the end of the day, especially when it's my work, I mean, yeah. it's it's who really cares. Like, I already put in the effort. Nobody asked me to put in all those all that effort. Like, nobody told me to sit there and hand write out all of those pages. Nobody ever <laughs> asked me to do that. That was something that I wanted to do on my own. Mm-hmm. So I did it. And you know what? Now all the hard work is done. And if somebody out there wants to actually read it, well, there you go. You know, I'd, I'd prefer to cop a couple of dollars back on it. That'd be great. But if not, so be it. Life will go on. Like I, w- I wouldn't have got into the zine game if I was trying to make it big. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. In, in, independent publishing ain't going to be paying the bills anytime soon. Um, <laughs> no, and then but, that's just like, you know, most art people, you know, it's nice to get a couple dollars, but you got something out there. Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's that's the most important thing because I want to make these zines. So I'm really pumped to hear that people want to read them. Well, they are fun, and I, lo- I love the love the fact the site, because you're right, I would never would have found – and and once you'd paid covered the postage with the stuff I ordered from you and from him, I just threw a couple more in there. It, I don't think I got over twenty five dollars, and with shipping. And so you can you can sample a lot of authors and and really get some different points of view stuff you haven't you know you wouldn't normally see. And you're not dealing with editors and stuff. You're dealing with what the people want to say. Yeah, direct. When I do a compilation scene, I barely even proofread. I, I let the people know. I'm like, man, you better have proofread this and send it off to somebody <laughs> else because I, it's, it's especially fun to do a comp scene because I don't even read usually because I trust the people I'm asking. I'm not going to ask somebody to do something and they're going to turn in something that's going to be absolutely terrible or racist or sexist or something like that. So I trust the people that I'm, I'm working with. 
And, uh, you know, then I get to put together pretty much my own zine, but then I get to read it for the first time also. So like, I don't even read most of the stuff that I get entries on. I'm just like, it better be good. Cause I'm not proofreading it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, and, a, and a comp zine, you're going to get, you know, a bunch of different, like the, like the album one, that's 10 different authors opinions all right there in one zine. So you could even double down on getting a bunch of different opinions and order compilation zines. Yeah. I used to help a friend put one together and that's what it was. It was um, like 14 aspiring authors and every quarter they would send in 10 or 12 pages of their story and they would all give each other feedback. And so it was a way for the authors oh, to get better. Awesome. Be, that was my first exposure was making the mistake of going over on um, collation day. Cause back then it was all hand collation. And having to help collate all 30 some copies of, you know, they were about a hundred pages when he was done with them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how you would organize that. Um, (laughs) He lived in a big house and we used the railings and the, and you just walk in circles. (laughs) I tell you there, there, there's a reason why most of my zines aren't over three pages is because I don't have enough table space to to do it. (laughs) But I, I, I may be expanding. I recently moved into a, a bigger apartment and uh oh, cool so maybe 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 my zines will get bigger my zines are like a goldfish they can only they're they grow as big as their surroundings well i'll have to watch <laughs> for that in the future ones i'm gonna watch for that <laughs> oh i love that oh, man i love that <laughs> i might i might have stepped in it there oh boy now now i gotta make bigger and better zines <laughs> you've put, just jinxed put in the mouth here yeah, yeah. not a good call mate <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I figured you'd start working on your Australian distributor here pretty soon. You know, yeah, can do. <laughs> oh, there's some. Uh, there's a really two really cool zines that come out of Australia. That the rumor here in the states is that they st- have some sort of state funding to to send them out of the country. Um, nice. Some sort of pro- some sort of art project. Yeah. Um, one called you. Like Y O U, and one called Rut Zine, and uh, they're in all types of independent bookstores in the states, always for free, and they come out like every month. They usually have U always has this really interesting packaging. Sometimes it's just like a brown paper bag. Um, I've seen them in like old sucrets, like a folded up piece of paper and an old sucrets like can or something or some sort of like mints or altoids or something like that. Like, um, it's always, it's always something interesting and unique and really kind of one of a kind, but hundreds of them. I don't know how they, I don't, I don't know how they do it. Um, you want to talk about effort, but yeah, I, the rumor here in the, in the States is that they're, they're state funded or something like that, which is truly awesome. Like we look at that, we look at that and we're like, damn, I wish we had that. Here, like <laughs> now you want. Now we I'll have to do. How, how could I get my government stipend here? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to do some digging. Postage. See what I can find out. Yeah, I knew. I want to but find one. Cool. Now I need to figure out how to find one. Yeah, well, I'm going to do some digging myself when yeah, we're done that's, here. That's so. just too cool. I got to do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, I I believe it's through Small Volcano Distribution. I I think that's what uh, it's called. If Ooh. I'm not mistaken, right. I, now I, I have to do something about this. 
Yeah, well, you and me both, so. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to resist grabbing my keyboard because it's mechanical and it would be. You You're not grabbing your keyboard. You're staying focused, yeah, please, focused, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know you. you I, don't, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or an insult. Did I inspire you so much I, to go look for this, or am I boring you no, that much? No, <laughs> I, no, he can't help himself, I, Ed. He just cannot no. help himself. Don't worry. <laughs> I've had to put the keyboard. Look on it on your phone. That's nice and quiet. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't encourage you. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no, no. I, I, one time I had to put it on Bluetooth and put it in the other room because it was one of the first recordings we did. And I'm like, I got to stop touching the keyboard. And because for work, you know, for work, I don't use a mouse and stuff. I mean, I very rarely use a mouse. It's all keyboard, all keyboard shortcuts. So I, I'm just, you know, keyboard guy. <laughs> so, so, Ed, I'm curious to know what inspires you? Uh, well, reading. The zines that come out, uh, I mean, I always just want to do something. It's never a contest, but, uh, you know, you read a really incredible zine and you're like, dude, I want to make one just like this, right? Like, <laughs> yep. yep. So, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it, it's never a, a contest, but at least in my mind, I want to try to like one up the last good zine that I read. Yeah. I'm like, okay. you know, I don't necessarily set out to make something better, but I'm like, it, it definitely drives you a little bit. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for over 10 years now and I just, uh, printed my, my first page in color in one of the, the Torin books, uh, Torin zines. I, uh, mm -hmm. the center spread of pictures is in color. So like, you know, I've, I've, I've never done that before. And I was looking at that and that was something I've, wanted to do for for a long time so i see what other people do and i'm like man i want to i want to do something cool like that i want to do something that's going to inspire somebody else right like yeah. and you know i i was really blessed to work with ali sarah on issue 12 of pencil of the week with <laughs> that folded up envelope thing like that really pushed my limits on uh Especially doing the the hand stuff. Oh my goodness! I cut out so many of those envelopes um, <laughs> and folded and pasted them all. And at the end of the day, like I said, totally worth it. Every time I finish and stack of those, I'm like, those are just absolutely beautiful, right? Like I gotta pat myself on the back there. Like, I, I was gonna bring those up. I don't do that very often, but the only reason why I could pat myself on the back is because of the fantastic artwork on the cover. That's that's what it is, and. All of that goes to Ali Sarah. That's just incredible work by him. But uh, it was really fun going through that process and just like throwing out ideas. And, you know, I just wanted to go with like the little I think they're called like belly bands or whatever. I just wanted yeah. to go with a little with a little wrap around it, you know, <laughs> like you'd find like a, the cheap cardboard one, like a, a 12 pencils or whatever, you know, come in one of them, the vintage joints like that, you know, and I, I wanted to take it easy. But. Man, Ali pushed me around, and I'm really glad that he did. It, it, I think it really came out fantastic. Yeah. So, like, you know, I can't tell you what zine that was inspired by, but I could guarantee you that somewhere along the way, I saw something awesome like that, and I was like, I want to do something cool. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that's pretty much every every zine I've ever done has been inspired somewhere along the way by what somebody else had done in, in the sure. zine world. It's no different than going to an art museum and getting ideas. I mean, 
you know, or even writing, you know, if you want to write well, read the best writers. If you want to do artwork like a style, go look at the best, you know, it may not be what you end up with, but it's important to, to look. It's an important process for me. I can, I can tell you that. Yeah. Cause I, I can see that the, the more zines I read, the output is greater too. It just, it's like cyclical like that. If I'm if I'm not reading a lot of zines, chances are I'm not working on them a lot. You know, I may always have like five or six projects going, but some of them aren't always active. And uh, I'll, I'll notice after finishing some really great zine. Um, you know, the zine could be about whale watching, but something in the zine will inspire me to make me want to start working on the tea zine again or something like that. And uh yeah, so it's what inspires me is really just reading other people's zines because there are a lot of people out there and they're way better than me. So mm-hmm. it's it's e- it's easy to get inspired. That's really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's. I was I was if you weren't going to mention issue twelve, I was going to mention that because that chance to collaborate with all the people and the ideas because issue twelve is pretty special. Yeah, and the problem was is that I had to one up it after that, and I, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to outdo some unnamed zinester over there, and you know I gotta undo I gotta up myself sometimes. But uh, that's awesome. Like, like that's the stuff that that pushes me. Um, is even just my own stuff because yeah, I some of those old you know you asked about zines that I don't print anymore. You look at those and I'm like, ugh. You know I want to be proud of the zines that I make today, ten years from now. Yeah. Right. Because I'm I'm not too proud of the zines I made ten years ago. So <laughs> On the other hand, you know, if you're not getting better and changing your point of view, you know, you're not learning. You're not really growing as as an artist really or as an author, whatever you consider yourself with that. And that's I think it's a good sign that you've Yeah, it is a good sign. But some of those old zines are really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't want to look at some of the old stuff I've got. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to go digging up any of that high school poetry anytime soon. <laughs> that, is for, that is for damn sure, man. No, no one does. No, 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 <laughs> no. Or, or, or worse yet, <laughs> so, so one of your friends finds your high school poetry. Oof. There's a living fear moment. <laughs> No, you just burn the whole high school poetry and then no one finds yeah. it. Simple. <laughs> there you go. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, Ed, is there anything else you want to talk about? How are you feeling? Have we covered everything? Do you want to talk about something else we haven't yet hit on or how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there, I, I get a lot of questions sometimes, um, especially at Zine Fest, or I hear a lot of people who say, you know, I really want to make a zine. Mm-hmm. Well, if you really want to make a zine, then you should probably do it, right? Like it's, I don't want it's it's not terribly easy, but it's not it's not all that hard. So, um, you know, for anybody who would say, how would I start? Um, again, not pushing not pushing product at my distro. You can get it anywhere, but I highly recommend Stolen Sharpie Revolution. It's uh, it's been printed for. I don't know, probably like 15 years now. I've done like over 10,000 copies of it. Uh, it is, it'll tell you how to make a, a zine from, from A to Z and talks all about the culture. I absolutely love it. Um, there's other good zine instructions out there. Um, 
And I'm sure there's probably some uh, YouTube pages probably solely dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But really, if you have if you have any passion about anything, if you're a photographer, if you really like a band, uh, if you do artwork and just want to get it out there, um, make a scene. It's so fun when you get done with it. You're you're just like so jazzed that you that you made something, you created something. I, I'm not a woman. I can't have a kid, but I can make a zine, right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can create that, right? I could give birth to like eight folded pages, right? Like, you don't have to send it to college know. either. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if if you wanna if you wanna make a zine, um, just fold a couple of pages in half, start laying it out in your mind. And just get to work. I mean, the, the only thing that's stopping you is, is yourself right there. So, I mean, just just go for it. And if you get done with it, you don't want to distribute it, that's fine. Keep it to yourself. And, you know, maybe the next one you'll, you'll want to distribute or you'll want to do it differently. Maybe you'll learn something. You should, like Alan said, you should be learning from yourself. You should be learning from, from what you did. So, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, just go make it. That's the thing about looking at your old work and not necessarily liking it. It just means that you've learnt. You've learnt a lot all over the years and you've improved and you've gotten better. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think so. I, I hope the I hope the readers think so too. But uh, I think so. Pencil of the Week has been very rewarding um, because I've gotten to do, uh, like the Erasable podcast, I got to speak to people who read the zine. Um, and then with the pandemic you know, we started having these Zoom chats. I got to actually converse with the people who are who are reading it, and it's just an ultimately rewarding experience. Hearing hearing that Alan, um, it helped him, you know, get through the pandemic just by reading something like that's amazing. Like that's what everybody wants to wants to hear. Uh, at least that's what I want to hear. I can't speak for everybody. That's what I want to hear. That, you made me. You made me laugh. I, I could guarantee by you know page page two i'd be laughing and uh remembering a good friend of mine from the service who was also from new jersey and who attempted to do new jersey tollpike driving everywhere he went hawaii guam whatever and we were friends for a long time and uh that was my getting used to new jersey buddy and brought back a lot of memories nice yeah and now after hearing me it'll uh it'll just flow out a little bit better all those words there but uh (laughs) no that's yeah, well, turnpike driving still sticks in my head. You guys, the people who commute there are amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, my commute is pretty pretty hairy, to say the least. But uh, to, to, to get back to zines, um, it, it's, a, it's a fun community. Yeah. If, you, if you can find a zine fest near you or you have an independent bookstore uh, that's, that's selling zines uh, or you find a distro online, um, it's, it's cool. And, you know, a lot of times you can, you can write directly to the writer. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Stephen King reads, reads fan, fan mail, but I can tell you most zinesters do. No, so, unfortunately um, he does no longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you, how, what would be um, the best way to find, let's say if, uh, if you wanted to find out if you had a zine vest in your area, what's the best way to find out about one? I believe the Stolen Sharpie Revolution website has a bunch of Zine Fest on it. Um, 
and there's also my website has has a few that that you could click on the links um, and see if anything is scheduled. Um, Facebook is is a really good place to look for that stuff because there's all kinds of uh, zine uh, Facebook pages on there. So while we're actually on that subject, what is your website, Ed? What's the where do people go to find you? It's theworddistribution.com, spelled out like it like it should be. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. Am I supposed to spell it here? Yeah. I mean, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, <laughs> no it's good. <laughs> spe- spe- although I may write a lot of words, spelling is an Achilles heel of mine. I actually made a zine about how terribly I spell. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's right. It was, it was, it was my first handwritten zine. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny that pencil of the week was born out of necessity. I didn't have access to a, a solid printer. So I had to do, I had a copier, but I didn't have a printer. And it's, yeah. I don't know in, in my infinite wisdom, instead of just buying a printer, I was like, Oh, let's just make a hand. Let's just make a handwritten zine. I don't need a printer for that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did. And thir- 13 issues in, I'm, I'm not slowing down anytime soon. As long as I still have the same job or a job where I get to use a pencil on a daily basis, I will continue to do pencil of the week. Cause I have like a year and a half of stock to get through. Like I have like a year and a half of, Weeks of pencils there. <laughs> oh, oh man, I do. It's absurd. <laughs> anybody, so, anybody who listens to Erasable has an absurd number, so it must be. It's it's good to feel uh, you know be around like minded folks. You know, yeah. And when you tell them that you bought a half gross of pencil, people look at you and are like, "Why you were scared of buying the full gross?" And what's the matter with you? Like. You you can use seventy two pencils. You sure you can't use one hundred and forty four? I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, sorry, Kim. You you actually probably had a serious question in there. No, no, no. It's I was actually just going to ask him about the purchasing of his pencils because, like, what what do you where? Because obviously, the this this um, is pencil of the week is a, is a thing you're doing. It's a legitimate thing what like these reviews of these pencils what what what, like did you did you i assume you you had the pencils and then decided to to you know review them like what why like how like what was that was it just you had a massive collection you cut you can't help yourself you've got to buy them so you're like well let's just put this in the zine (laughs) well in in short i i used to work in the factory part at my job and we used a bunch of just garbage big box pencils out there. And I moved into the office at my job and uh, I realized that those pencils were, were trash. So I was like, yeah, there's, there's nice pens out there. Like there's gotta be nice pencils mm-hmm. and you know, a few Google searches. And um, I ended up with, you know, probably like most first time buyers, way too many <laughs> pencils right off the jump, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, let me sharpen this one. Let me sharpen this one. Let me sharpen this one. And then, you know, I want to like get to know the pencil a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. instead, of, instead of like speed, instead of speed dating, I wanted to like court my pencil <laughs> a little bit more. So I was like, I was like, well, let, let me use it. Then I realized, dude, it's going to take me like a month to get through this pencil. Like I, at that point, like I, I, I didn't have that many pencils, but 
if I was going to use it all the way through to the stub, I had like four years worth of pencils there. And I'm like, dude, I'm never going to get to use these. So um, <laughs> I came up with the ingenious idea of using one pencil for an entire week and then reviewing it. It started out as a process of practicing my handwriting, to be honest with you, because I used to have this like Kung Fu caveman grip on the <laughs> pencil where like every, every finger was fighting each other for space on there. Like every finger used to be on the pencil. And I, I was like, dude, I, I can't keep doing this, man. I'm, I'm a grown man. Like I gotta write like an adult. So I bought one of those triangle things that you give the kindergartners and I slid it on my pencils and I taught myself how to hold a pencil properly at an advanced age. And, um, I needed to practice my handwriting. So I was like, well, let me just, review a pencil every week and like I didn't I didn't start out making like wanting to make a zine yeah. in the forefront of my mind but let's face facts if if I'm going to be reviewing a pencil and then you know if I'm going to be writing it down I'm planning to make a zine out yeah. of it you know <laughs> like so cool. yeah, after I collected a couple of weeks of them I was just like yeah who am I kidding this is going to be coming <laughs> and uh you know it's 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 really cool because it kind of gives me a reason, if you will, to like buy a bunch of pencils because I'm like, ooh, I haven't tried that one yet. Like, ooh, I haven't tried that one in that grade or right. you know, yeah. Yeah. no, it's it's and, a perfect excuse. You 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 have a legitimate excuse to continue buying more pencils. It's it's as simple as that. So it's like scientific. Yeah. Like yeah. I have I have I have to do this research for the good of oh, the yeah. people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> How else would anyone know how a Ticonderoga number two writes if no, I didn't yeah. review it? Yeah, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Nobody in the world would know what that was like. No, no not, not at all. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy fun to, to do. And it's funny because even at work sometimes I'll be writing something and the pencil will either be super awesome or super terrible. And I'm just like, ooh, I just can't wait to review this on Friday night. Like <laughs> Ooh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this pencil a new one, or you know, I'm just I'm just or I'm just smitten by the way it looks and smells. You know, Al Alan oh, yeah. knows he's a loyal reader, you know that oh, looks yeah. and I mean that's like one of the most important things for me because you know, if a pencil looks dorky in your hand. You're not going to get any proper writing done. Like you need to have a, you need to have a nice looking pencil in your hand. You need to feel yeah. it, right? Like mm -hmm. it's all it's all about hands, you know, when it comes to writing. So you need something good in there, something that makes you feel good. It's going to make you write good. Well, the feedback. So. A lot of you know, a pencil should give you feedback. You know, the super glass. I don't like any of the super glass smooth ones. Yeah, and that's the other thing that's super rad about pencils are like you. They make them. Um, what like like 10 to 10 pretty much yeah, right yeah. you got like 10 b's on one side and and super rock hard pencils on the other and you know there's a there's a pencil for every pot out there you know what i mean yeah like, yep yeah definitely and, and so it's cool to use all these different kinds because a japanese hb feels different than american hb and like you know, a European HB for sure. Like those are three different grades pretty much right there. Yep. Um, all, all with the same letters. Right. So totally, totally. it's, 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 it's fun to go through them all. 
and yeah, pencil of the week is is fun to make. It is. I'm I'm glad that that people like it. Well, I think guys, um, I don't know about you, but I reckon we're probably ready to wrap up. I think we've covered a covered a pretty pretty good amount of stuff. I think people look if if people aren't inspired to make a zine at the end of this episode, I don't know. I guess they were never going to be making one in the first place because I don't know about you, but I've got ideas coming out of my brain at the moment for about five, six, 50 million different zines at this point in time. So, you know, why not? It's just more to it. People do it. If you want to have a go, just, just, just try it. Just do it. Hey, we'll just start all five of those projects at once and you'll be a true zine. Get, get like three pages into all of them, leave them for like six months at a time, like pick them up and work on them sparingly. And look, you're you're already a zinester. Look at that. Like, I think it's true of most artists too. It's like, I want to play with this. Oh, that's not doing what I want. Let me try this. So, you know, I, I, think, I, I think I have at least five to six half started things. <laughs> that's just how it is yeah. with creativity. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, thanks. Right uh, thank you so much, yeah, Ed. I, I've just loved this chat. And thank you for persevering with this, getting this recording happening. My goodness. But um, I'm so glad we got there in the end. Yeah, I'm glad too. I just, this was a blast. Thank you all so much for, for having me. Thank you for recommending me, Alan, Kim, for having me on your show. This was, this is crazy fun. And yeah, I'm a bit of a Luddite. I, I mean, I make a zine about pencils. Of course, I'm not like into into all of this so it was a shame that my computer was having some technical difficulties but perseverance paid off and Absolutely. thank you again for for having me this was a lot i'm glad fun. this was no as much fun yeah. as i thought it was going to be this is this yeah. is great my pleasure thanks thanks guys i really yeah really appreciate it 